across the city and South Cambridgeshire. This is Steffi Callister. Cambridge 105 Radio. My guest this afternoon is Declan Murphy, the legendary jockey who came back from the dead. We're going to be talking about his multi-award winning autobiography, Centaur. Um, Good afternoon to you, Declan. Thank you for coming in. Um, Tell us, first of all, about that fateful day. Haydock Park, you're on the favourite Arco. All was going well. What happens next? All was going well. Um, I was in perfect rhythm with my horse's stride pattern, which gave me the indication that everything was going to be perfect and there was just a split second decision where there was a breakdown in that communication between my horse and I and uh, he missed cue, he stood off a stride too soon, he clipped the top of the hurdle, he broke his pelvis and takeoff and his head collided with my head shattering my skull when I was in the air and then when I landed on the ground I was unconscious and I was galloped on by another horse which uh, left me with um, bleeding on the ground out of every orifice and and, uh, with 12 fractures in my skull and two blood clots in my brain. Yeah, because I I can imagine a a horse hitting you at that speed. It's it's not pretty. What happened next then? What happened after that, I was rushed um, to the Walton Centre of Neurology. Well, I was first taken to Warrington Hospital on a life support machine. I had a uh, first seizure when I was underground before they put me in the stretcher. And then on the way to Warrington Hospital, I had a second seizure. They didn't think I would live through the operation at Warrington Hospital and they transferred me by police escort to the Walton Centre of Neurology where if I had any chance, that was the only place that I would have a chance, they thought. Um, Professor Miles uh, was the man who did the operation. I was in the operation throughout the night and uh, they did not think I would come out of the um, operation. They, in fact, their initial prognosis was that if I lived the three hours after the operation, I stood a 50-50 chance of surviving the six hours that followed that. And you'd had the last rights, hadn't you? And yes, the, 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 father, the ra- Patsy Foley. And <laughs> yes. the, the racing post had your obituary ready to go, hadn't they? Yes, absolutely. So... What was the difference between life and death? It was something to do with your dad coming over, wasn't it? Well, the difference between life and death was they tried to revive me um, on three occasions uh, unsuccessfully from a coma and uh, they had then decided it was time to switch off the life support machine. And at that point, my sister and my brothers were at the hospital and they had protected my parents from the severity of this situation. But now was the time that it was their prerogative to make this decision. So they were asked to come from Ireland. And in that moment of this happening, my father declared a morbid fear of flying. Oh, good grief. (laughs) Which delayed the process. And in that uh, delay, in 10 hours later, I regained consciousness. Good grief. Totally unexpectedly. That's amazing, isn't it? Obviously, a long rehabilitation, I presume. Yes, there was a a really... I had no idea, I guess, that the hardest part of what I went through hadn't even begun yet uh, when I'd come out of the hospital. I had to learn to walk again, uh, which tested every part of me. Um, I was dealing with very, very severe nightmares for quite a period that that seemed to never end and trying to cope with um, rebuilding my body when my mind was trying to give up on me at every step of the way. This probably was the greatest test that 
I could ever have been put through and, and, and I equate it to crawling through a dark and dangerous tunnel on your on my hands and knees with no promise of light at the other end other than the belief that there would be I I was prepared to lose everything just to gain that one something but that one something was my life and the big thing in all of that that you weren't telling anybody about was your memory absolutely I didn't remember at that point actually I didn't remember 15 years of my life <clears throat> 18 months after my accident I got back most of it but I was still missing 4 years 6 months and 24 days of my life I love the story in the book where they asked you who the Taoiseach was yes absolutely and uh, it, was, said, it wasn't the right answer it was wasn't it? the right answer <laughs> And uh, so at that, at that point, they then could identify where I was in my own mind when I came out of the coma. And, you know, you'd had the most successful career season um, just before that. Um, you couldn't remember it, obviously. 18 months later at Chepso, with, I have to say, some fierce determination, you made your comeback and you won. Did you see that as closure? I did. I didn't see it as... I, I didn't, didn't really know what to expect. But all I knew that I was completely driven to do everything that I'd ever done. But the moment I had done it, I knew it was time. Yeah. It's too high risk, isn't it, when you've had an accident like that, to well, do something as high risk again? Absolutely. It was virgin on insane, the fact that I did it in the first place. But I had to do it for me. Now, tell us what got you into racing in the first place, because you were due to do a law degree at UCLA. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, how, how come you end up as a jockey? <laughs> yeah, this is me down to my infatuation with, with personnel. And, and um, I was approached by Barney Curley to ride these horses uh, after doing my living cert at school. And, um, and I was going to Los Angeles. And uh, then uh, I was riding in England uh, as an amateur while funding my education at UCLA. And uh, and then suddenly it it kind of changed with a year to do that um, I was on the verge of giving up the horses completely and, and I came back. And then I fell in love with a girl and I got offered the best job in the country and that changed my direction temporarily. Why was Barney Curry <laughs> so influential then, do you think? He was a huge influence on, on, on me. When, when I was doing my leave insert at school, I watched him being interviewed on The Late Late Show with Gay Byrne. And I was completely fascinated by this man, how he could go about doing everything he had done without uh, seeking counsel on anything. <laughs> he, he just was so completely... Uh, such an individual. He fascinated me. A maverick. A maverick, completely. And and I was completely drawn to that. And the first time when he sat with me, he expected to sit with me for 20 minutes and we sat for three hours. And at the end of the three hours, he said at that point he hadn't even seen me ride, but he knew I was the person he wanted to ride his horses. Good grief. That's extraordinary. Um, would you ever get on a horse again, do you think? Yes, absolutely. Just for fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, how do you feel whenever you see the footage back of it? I it does. I have no. Um, it has no bearing on my mind at all. It's like as if I'm watching somebody else. Right. Okay. And uh, it just doesn't. I have no recollection of it. And um, is it true? This is sorry. I'm just. I'm just picking these things up from um, things I've read about you. Is it true that you never sat on a horse you were riding before you cantered to the start of the race? Yes. <laughs> as, as, as someone said, um, you know, if you weren't so good, it would be arrogance. 
<laughs> well, you know, there's many ways to do things, but um, I'm a very, um, I'm a deep feeling person. I have to feel every situation that I um, involve myself in. And very often when you are too prepared, uh, you have um, preconceived expectations as to what you right, are okay. going to encounter. Yeah. So <clears throat> I much prefer to just sit, feel and and so see it, feel it and believe it and that's how I function. Okay. Tell us about um the horse's stride pattern. This is probably one of the most magical things, uh, something that that got me riding horses, this this understanding of it because every horse um has its own cruising speed and it's up to to the rider and and I think the most important thing to 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 say first off the horse is the true athlete the rider is no more than the enabler the rider enables a horse to perform to its best so therefore the most important thing for the rider is to get into rhythm with a horse's stride pattern when you get into rhythm with a horse's stride pattern you can identify a horse's cruising speed based on that feel but this is something that you have to feel it and and if you don't feel it, it it's uh it, it kind of leads you to the name <coughs> of the autobiography doesn't it centaur ha, you know half man half horse um <laughs> what persuaded you to finally write it or um, co-write it i should say with amy well actually i had turned down three big offers to do a book and i turned it down this time as well and the only thing that changed my decision was I'd agreed to doing a synopsis and she asked me would I go for a run with her so I went for a run with her not understanding what this was all about and she stopped me in the middle of a road and asked me could I describe the stride pattern of a horse and I described this on a with a drain cover on um, Ridgemont Road in Sunningdale <laughs> and I described how the stride pattern can break down and, and what is the perfect stride pattern and when she had written this up I was really impressed that she had got it. Bearing in mind that she knew nothing about what was yeah. uh, the subject matter. She was a mere journalist is yes. what you're trying to tell me. Yeah, and, yes. and, and it just, it, it got it um, completely. She, she, she got okay. me completely. And finally, and quite quickly, your new venture, Quantum. Tell us a bit about that. Yes, uh, we're setting up a quantum sporting club, which is going to be invitee only, um, which will... Um, offer hospitality at most of the big sporting events in the world and, and um, we will have a racing club as part of that so it's quite a, an exciting concept it's unique well I wish you all the very best for that and thank you for talking to us this afternoon Declan thank you across the city and South Cambridgeshire Cambridge 105 Radio